Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Boss Rush Podcast, a great place to play games and be better. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Derrigan. Alongside me, as always, is the PC Muscle Racing self, Laurent Dawkins. What's poppin'? Also joining us uh, is that retro code, Eddie V. Near Automata this Friday. Yes. It's actually tomorrow. You got, you, you got, yay, you guys finally get to play the game. I'm so happy for you, Nintendo people. Oh, it, it, I bet you more, more people recognize it on Switch. Uh, uh, they, like, our people already have pre-ordered it. Or they already plan on buying it. Mm. Anyways, before Ed goes off on us, <coughs> the Switch, Switch, only Switch, and everybody Switch, Switch. We have wow. a special guest tonight. She... Is super cool. You might have heard her 1v1 with Celeste. Uh, you're going to hear her on a couple Talk the Walks involving Life is Strange. We have Cordy Yikes is here. Hi, guys. Yes. Yay. Uh, Cordy, we're going to get to you in a second. Uh, Stephanie is a little under the weather tonight, so uh, I guess okay. we let her have the night off. So... Uh, <laughs> Everybody tweet at Klimov underscore author and tell her to feel better because, uh, you know, feeling sick sucks. Yes. Yes. But anyways, Cordy, we're glad you're here. Uh, for people who don't know who you are, tell people who you are and what you do and oh why gosh. you're cool. Uh, I do a little bit of everything, but not a lot of everything all at the same time. Uh, I'm esports. I do digital marketing. I talk about life is strange, like nobody's business. And I'm an Animal Crossing cozy gamer, so that, that's what I do. Hmm. That's what I do. <laughs> the last time I played Animal Crossing, a scary Easter bunny chased me around the island, and I had to collect eggs for it before it murdered me. So <laughs> I don't, I don't think it was murder, but no. I mean, I, look at that, me. look at that bunny. It's gonna murder somebody. <laughs> it's like a, I don't know. It's like one of them big scary Chuck E. Cheese animals. It's all right. The animatronics. <laughs> yeah. I'm like Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go there, Ed, but now that you went there. Anyways, how's everyone doing? An hour. I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna mostly damage Corey right off the, oh, right no. the get go uh-uh. by ask by asking everybody what their favorite scary video game is. It's a spooky mm. season right now. Mm. Very my favorite one. Uh, uh so I'm in right in the top five for Boss Rush. Um, but one of mine is Deception. Okay. Okay. Um, and the reason why is because I love the design of this game is that you are trapping people, and so they're coming in, and you're hoping that they land on your trap and you kill them that way. The more you trap, and the more you kill, the more you progress, and you know it's kind of a Texas RPG, uh, but it's kind of uh, if you think of Night Trap and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's in that design of the game. So I remember playing Deception 2 on the, on the demo disc for my PlayStation 1, and I was just like, okay, I got to get this game. And I just remember falling in love, just seeing uh, all these people, they looking around, trying to find out some stuff, and then they fall into my trap and I and kill them. And it was just a, such a good feeling to be a villain. So that's one of my favorite spooky games. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Awesome. Corey, what you got? Uh, Blue Stinger on the Dreamcast. I'm gonna get games that much scary as it is hokey. 
Me and Corey have been talking about Blue Stinger for years, and every time he talks about it, I love it because it's such a bunkers game. <laughs> it's not even really that scary. It's just uh, it was exactly it was Sega's kind of attempt to make a make survival a game. Yeah, make it was, a Resident Evil game. Yeah, and uh, it's it's very goofy. It's very stupid. Uh, some of the Blue Stinger is where you're on the where you on, on the aircraft carrier, right? No, you're on a you're on an uh. A, you're on Dinosaur Island, a research facility that that's is ex- right. That's they're right. <laughs> researching uh, the meteor that crashed into the Earth that killed the dinosaurs. And it turns out you get to fight dom- zombie dinosaurs in that game. Spoilers. Oh, sick. So, including one, like the last boss, spoilers, is a giant zombie dinosaur. And it's huge. So, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> Fine. This game is weird. Yeah, that, yeah, it's not that scary. <laughs> it, no, it's not scary at all. But it's it's funny. It's goofy. Um, but it is technically a survival horror game. So mm-hmm. the word horror so is in it. And, and and so is Dino Crisis too. Oh yeah, Dino Crisis. <laughs> no, no, no. The second Dino Crisis. Yeah. No, that was not. There was there was nothing scary about Dino Crisis two. There's nothing scary was, about Dino Crisis one. That was, yeah. I feel like Dino Crisis One was more scarier than, than Dino Crisis Two by 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 leaps and bounds. Uh, <laughs> uh, Courtney, what you got? I've got Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion. It's got a thousand floors on Steam. Um, it's cute in the beginning, but then it is terrifying. Up to I think I get up to at least the fifty eighth floor, and I can't do it anymore. I start breaking out in sweats, and I'm like, mm-hmm. nope, mm-mm. it's cute. But it's it's not at the same time. Mm. Hmm. Definitely, well, you, definitely a game y'all should try. Um, my favorite spooky game has got to be like it's 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 hard it's hard to uh to like because I have quite a few. Um, but my favorite my favorite one has to be Dead Space Two. Yes. And um, I just shared uh, a link, I just shared a link with you guys in the chat. Like one of one of the most one of the most traumatic scenes in the game is something that you have to do yourself, and it's and it's towards the end of the game. Where uh, where Isaac has to climb into the machine to get the uh, to get the marker data out of his head, uh, which means he has to stick has he has to like have a machine like like poke a very long needle into his eye to hit his brainstem. <laughs> I'm starting. I'm picking back the uh, Death Space one this Friday, and I'm gonna be trying to work through the series by the end of yeah. the month. Yeah, I'm pl- yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be streaming the entire trilogy this month. Um, I haven't, okay. I haven't started yet. I'm kind of behind, but yeah, that's what I'm doing. You know, Laurent, I will, uh, I will retweet your tweets when you're streaming. <laughs> that's yeah. a, that is scary. No, 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 you know, you will watch. You hold on, hold on. Watching <laughs> me play, watching me play Dead Space is not going to be as horrifying and traumatic as you playing it. I'm going to tell you that right now. Even though Dead Space One is going to be a treat for a lot of people because like Dead Space One still jump scares me. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dead Space uh, One still jump I, scares me. I, Dead Space Two is so fun that you know, like it's like, ah, ha, ha, this is not, even, this is not even a scary game. You know. <laughs> Right. Uh, Dead Space I, Three has about has two parts where where it does jump scare me because it's just, it's 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 scripted and I I just always fall for it every time. But Dead Space One has so many jump scares because it's randomized. I know. Uh, so uh, if you guys don't know, Kenji Eno, uh, who was director of Warp, um, he made a game called D, but he also made a game called game. Enemy Zero. I remember uh, that so game too. You might not you may not have heard of Enemy Zero. So Enemy Zero yeah. is is that you're walking in this, sh- I believe it's a <laughs> ship, and you can't see no enemies. 
you had to hold your gun and you got to listen to the sound on where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. By the time they get you, you got to make sure that you face them right and shooting them. Because if nope. you don't do it, they'll kill you. Can't do it. Also, nope. also <laughs> if you save the game, you are you take the energy off from the boat. So it gets darker and darker every time you save the game. So you are literally, listen, you are literally limited on how many saves while trying to find out where this enemy is at by listening to the sounds. Can't you know, yeah, uh-uh. you know the <laughs> Sega Saturn had a drink like in the early 90s, kind of 2000s? He was the leader of survival horror games. Even though Capcom did like Sweep Home and Resident Evil, if you want a true fear in the survival horror game, Kiji Eno was like the dad of it. Uh, because Alone in the Dark is kind of the start of it, but Resident Evil kind of uh, perfected it in a sense to make it popular. But Kiji uh, Eno, like if you knew that you was getting one of his games, it was something, it was a horror game that no one in the business have ever thought of or created. Hmm. So yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> Hearing something breathe in the back of my headphones? No. That's, I, why I don't play I, scary, that's why I don't play scary games with my headphones on. You know what game was, like, really scary, actually, if you had headphones on, was Hellblade. That game was super creepy and really? scary. Because like of the voices. Yeah. And, like, oh. it, that game is just, like, not, like, jump scare scary or, like, gory scary. Mm. It's just, like atmospheric and very man hopefully to having well, the feeling of dope. having the feeling of being uh sis uh thank you what is it um cisco phrenic uh, i cannot say what? the word psychosis um, she has psychosis schizophrenic schizophrenic that's it yeah having that where all the voices talking to you and everything well i mean um, i mean i mean that uh like i want to say <clears throat> i want to say every dead space it, well dead space one and two for sure like 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 there's someone always whispering and talking in the background, and sometimes they're talking at you, and they're sometimes just talking around you. But what about Parasite Eve? Like, was that supposed to be? Uh, it was. I don't think. Par- I don't think Parasite Eve was supposed to be. I, I think it was just more of a uh, of a thriller sci-fi type game. Like it was set up as an RPG, so I, I don't feel. I don't. I don't think it could be scary. Okay. Yeah, I always, I always wondered what, what was Parasite Eve considered <clears throat> as? Because I know that was that had RPG elements. Yeah. And you was running around shooting and stuff. It's, it's an action um, RPG. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I would say it was. I don't know why I got Flemmy all of a sudden. Hmm. <laughs> Flemmy. <laughs> Flem. Gross. It's about that time of year, guys. Though. So. You know, you know yes. what you know what else yeah. it's time for. It's... Patreon shout out. Oh my gosh, man. God. Yes. <clears throat> Let's go. Ooh, goodness. <laughs> Anyways, yes, it is time for our Patreon shout outs. Uh, if you want to support the Boss Rush podcast and our family of shows, you can head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Boss Rush Network a monthly subscription service where you can support your favorite creators directly. We offer two tiers. Uh, $1 a month gets you early access to multiple shows here on uh, the Boss Rush Network or the $5 tier. What's the $5 tier get you? It gets you early access plus 
plus, plus. a Patreon producer shout-out. <laughs> uh, why, why, why are you laughing like that? Because he's doing all these hand motions. <laughs> like, you know, oh, oh, I, getting distracted. oh, I, oh I, I, was, I was distracted because I was looking at something online just now. Oh, oh wow. Uh so, so without further ado, our Patreon producers for this episode of the Boss Rush Podcast are Adriel Munger, Celeste Woo! Roberts. Okay, now I'm watching. <laughs> my wife, Sana Dierig, Francisco Santillan, Rebecca Jewell, and Austin Campbell. <gasps> what? Yeah. Yo. Yeah. He, All right. Yeah. I love you. I miss Austin. We I need to get Austin. him on here something. At some point, uh, let me tell you, me and his wife been falling out laughing for all his goofiness on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be like, this man is something. I, yeah, I love Austin. Oh, I, I, I loved, I loved her comment on the, uh, on, on the, uh, on the TikTok I shared, where, where the, where the dog like choke slammed the, uh, the pit bull. I mean, the cat choke oh. slammed the pit bull. Oh my god, that was <laughs> hilarious. Gosh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Something was going on with the with with these uh with these two pit bulls and 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 and, and a house cat. Uh, the dogs just going. The dogs just tripping out, and, and the cat was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And it got to a point where, like you know, like the uh, the owner got all the animals calmed down, and uh and it was a point where the dog was trying to climb back on the bed, and you just see the cat just like jump on his neck and, like, no. to the ground off the bed. Wow. Wow. <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> I want to thank all of our Patreon producers. I want to thank all of our patrons, and I want to thank all of our free listeners. Remember, all of our content remains free. We just provide some perks for you if you want to support us. You can also support us by heading over to our store, which I'd never promote, or subscribe to the YouTube channel or leave us a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Yeah. Anyways. Let's go. <laughs> who's who's doing cool stuff? Who's who's playing stuff? Anybody try to play Overwatch? Um, <laughs> no, not me. No, I've just been hearing everybody <laughs> complain about trying to get in and I'm thinking of DDoS. I da- I downloaded it. Turns out uh-huh. turns out if you have Overwatch installed somewhere, it just uses the Overwatch client and updates it to Overwatch 2. So. Two. Oh, that's <laughs> it really? It from yeah. Yeah, so Overwatch 1, you literally cannot download anymore or, like, even search for, which is crazy. But also, it's, like, exactly the same game with, you know, <laughs> a season. it's a free-to-play season pass model now. Yes. So, And uh, if you didn't buy the first one and you downloaded the free-to-play one, you have to unlock all the heroes. You They don't just unlock automatically. You have to play I and unlock them all. it takes a long time. Yeah, I heard it takes a long time to unlock. Yeah, or you can download the wait. What I forget what it's called. It's like the Founders Pack for forty dollars, and it unlocks all of them and grants you the f- first season pass. Does it? <laughs> yeah, I so. guess I'm just downloading it right now. So yeah. I know I know people were just like I've been in longer uh, shorter queues of Final Fantasy fourteen because you know when they well they got the new they got DDoS so I mean it's not like they it's not like that many people are playing they're just getting DDoS so I mean I'm I'm sure a I lot think, of people are trying to play it because it's Overwatch but 
And like, has anyone even said anything about the game? Like, yeah, positive Game Informer gave anything? it a nine. Game Informer said it's a must play. Not that we like <laughs> really consider <laughs> outlet reviews anymore, but we just mm-hmm. had a conversation. Yeah, on we had, we, we, we had a whole last conversation night. last night about that. But like, all outlets are saying, giving it eights and nines. They're like, Overwatch is back. And it's like, first of all, how can you review a game when half of it's not even out yet? That's what True. I want to know. Because the campaign is the Overwatch Two is supposed to have a campaign and it's not out yet. Te- uh, just te- a multiplayer. Technically, a live beta. Whatever. There is though, if anyone's an esports person, um, cough cough. LA Gladiators have skins for Overwatch. They they do. Oh yeah. They do. I posted that this morning. I was so excited. I'm wearing my Overwatch League hoodie too, by the way. Perfect. I want to thank oh. I want to thank Blizzard for one of the most comfiest hoodies ever made. Thank you for providing that. me with this hoodie at PAX the first time I went. I, I think I I think I'll stick to Splatoon three. I've been I've been enjoying that, having fun painting. Can I and... just say I tried to play Splatoon and I, man, I want to love that game so much and I just don't like it. <laughs> really, I I love it. I think it's because you're so used to Destiny. And that's and Splatoon is such a different game. I mean, think about it. True, I like a bunch of different games. How many, how many, how many, how many years have you have invested in Destiny outside of any first-person shooter or multiplayer game? Time wasted in Destiny. Let's go to that site and see how many hours I have wasted. (laughs) I'm so scared. Because I'm just because I think with something like Splatoon three, it's a it's with Splatoon in general, it's a completely different purpose designed as a game. Is that you have to take over somebody's area by painting. It doesn't matter how many kills or how many times you stop the opponent. As long as you are doing your job of getting paint in the area, you win. Does what? Splatoon 3 have a story mode to it like 2 did? Yeah, it has mm-hmm. a yeah, it has, yeah, okay. yeah, it has a campaign. But when, it, when Splatoon first came out, that was the premise of it. That was, Or it's still the premise of it. Was that, you know, it was a multiplayer game. Uh, where you got your team uh, must take over the other team, and whoever has the most area painted in their team's paint, they win and everything. So that's a completely different evolution of multiplayer game, and no one else has done that before. You have captured the flag, but that's like playing football. Like, you know, so... Oh, Corey, did you find it? I did. I don't know if I want to say this number out loud. Say it. Do it. How old is your your, your game? <sighs> I have spent 1,983 hours in Destiny since it launched in 2014. Said so 1,983. That to you... <laughs> right. and that, compare that to you playing uh, Opera 2 or Splatoon. Excuse like... me. I played a lot of Splatoon 1 and Splatoon 2, sir. Have they reached any of that number? No. Will you explain? No, dude. I bet every other game combined doesn't reach that number. So you spent eighty two <laughs> days. I, I know for sure. I know for sure. Like the um, my my lifetime Monster Hunter <laughs> is uh. I have. I feel like yours is ridiculous. My lifetime, my years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because uh, we got to think from two thousand four. Like, like, okay, so. I've had multiple Monster Hunter games where, like, where like the the time bottomed out at nine 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 nine. You know, yeah, multiple games. Five. 
Yeah. Like, uh, I think, like, I got it. I, I have to check. I have to check and see how much time I've logged into the PC version of uh, of Sunbreak right now. Um, yeah. It's it's probably ridiculous. If I was able to log in time for Streets of Rage 2 from the second Genesis until now, I probably would have about 30 some years uh, because I used <laughs> to play Streets of Rage 2 every day. 30 after years. School. For, I used to, I used to Streets of Rage two along with Ever Flash for the Sega Genesis used to be my after school games and I would a, play them. Uh, I'm not for a math years. expert, Ed, but I think that's pretty impossible. That's that's still that's still a low number. If we're being honest with you, <laughs> a low number. It's no 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 no, no, no. now. No, it's still that's still a low number because like let me ask you a question like uh, like those games like those games are simple to beat like when I say simple to beat I mean like they're not time wasters you know. Like they're like they're not time consuming. Like for like when we jump on games like like Monster Hunter, Destiny, Splatoon, you know, stuff like that. But, you're not, fan- but uh. like seven hours per week as well because it's a, I'm a kid. Well, se- okay, well seven hours per week still though. Like Corey From has 19- Co- Corey. How many hours did you say you just had? Nineteen hundred and eighty something. See, I can't. Eighty-three. Eighty-two days. But- but going from going from when it's first like Ever Flash and uh, Streets of Rage releasing on the Sega Genesis until now, for 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 a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Well, I can probably say, I can probably say I probably rival that and just playing Mega Man too. I could probably say that too. Yeah, well, but I'm, I, but I just I just feel like I, you know, uh, you know, you may be coming close to like touching Corey's times and stuff like that, you know, with those games. If we want to put it in perspective like that, but I still feel like you know a game that a game that you can beat in like an hour, you know, like uh, you know, whereas whereas Corey, like Corey's Corey's Corey and I are playing games that are self sustaining games. Like they stay they stay there until the servers are dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I I feel like quantitatively, like it's it's still like it's still a little unbalanced. Yeah. But, I, I, but I do respect. Yeah. I do respect. It. I do respect it though, because yeah, like yeah, just like you have old school games, you you burnt the hell up, you know, since the beginning of time. So have I. <laughs> like, there's a reason why I have emulators because <laughs> I can't let these games go. <laughs> and and I think that's why when you're comparing something, uh, Splatoon versus Destiny, and, and this happens for a lot of games, people invest get, invest their time in their favorite games, and even though another game should have that same almost time investment even though it was good it may not be your taste or anything so Corey, i'm not getting on you or anything sounds like you are it hurts my feelings (laughs) but it's but but i think that's that's one of the things people i think sometimes don't see like i think when you invest a lot of time in that game it becomes a favorite and anything that's comparative whether it's within the same genre or not even though you could be spending more time time in it, some people might think that well, it's okay, but it's not my game that I invest a lot of time in. And it's just like, well, if you kind of tried it and invest some time in it, you might enjoy it. No, it's not my game, and everything. Okay, I'm so, more of a so... I have ADHD and I can't commit to anything, um, but I enjoy every game I play. <laughs> so... So, so it's an hour and a half. It's an hour and a half to beat Streets of Rage two, and this is and this is if you're not being a completionist. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So an hour and a half. So let's see, an hour and a half times seven. So one point five times seven. Um, uh, my my math teacher would kill me. <laughs> that's ten. That's that. That's ten and a half hours of the game 
that uh, for, per week. Uh, so. And so, with all four characters. Okay, see now you're doing too much. Oof. Now you're doing too much. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just keeping it really basic. All right, so we take that okay. ten and a half <laughs> and multiply and multiply it by fifty-two because that's fifty-two weeks in the year, right? So we're looking at five hundred forty-six hours. Now, how old are you, Ed? I'm forty-two. You're forty-two. No. And and how old do you think you were when you first got the game? I was. When was released? I think nineteen ninety-three. Because um, I remember I was in elementary school when this game came out. And uh, I was in love with house music. Mm-hmm. And so hearing that, hearing this game, uh, so December 20th, 1992. All right. So from 1992 until when's the last time you played it? If you said, if you said you played, if you said you played it this year, then I would, then I would use yes. it. Okay. Yes. All right. So 30 years. Here we go. You ready for this number? 15,380 hours. That's being conservative. I have not taken into effect that you've used all four characters, you know, and this as a matter of fact, I'm gonna say all four of those characters go into that seven that seven that that seven times one and a half. Uh so you've done sixteen thousand three hundred and eighty hours. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who have eclipsed you in just playing Final Fantasy. Fourteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. But yeah, but, I, but I'm thinking of, because I, I wonder how much time did they invest it in that, you know, right now mm-hmm. with people with multiplayer games, when you're invested in playing something that you can play for hours, but then one yeah. play, Streets of Rage 2 is limited. Mega Man, like the old yeah, retro yeah. games are limited because you play from start to finish. There yeah. is no continuation with that or anything, unless you try to like, like I said though, this is this is impressive as shit though. Like I like, I don't I, I really can't say for sure. I put sixteen thousand sixteen sixteen point four thousand hours into Mega Man two. <laughs> maybe if I combine Mega Man two and three together, maybe. <laughs> sounds like a lot. I know it sounds like a lot. No, like, you don't understand. Like I used to marathon. I used to marathon those games on weekends. Now you need to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> someone's someone's got to. Yeah, not gonna be me. Which would be me? Hey, game game preservation. Yeah, game preservation. Uh, speaking of Overwatch, game preservation uh does not exist. So, (laughs) um. Anyways, how's what? What's next? What are we doing? My, uh, my brain just stopped working for like five seconds, so I'm sorry. Did, did, everybody, did, did, everybody get, did everybody get a chance to talk about what they were playing? No, no I haven't. Okay. Um, I, uh, we can we can keep doing that, or we can go ahead and I actually have a real talking topic. I mean, we could probably just uh, have a top talking topic unless somebody has something really outstanding they want to share with the class about what they've been playing. No, Monster, my, Monster uh, Hunter, Monster Hunter, and Field Chronicles for me. There you go. Uh, I said it. Is Diafiel Chronicles uh, worth it? Is it good? It's, it's. You know, mm, that I, sounds like a I no. Well, I, I can't believe I'm about this. I can't believe I'm about this. Is if you're a hard, if you're a hardcore tactical RPG enthusiast, you know, like you and you've already done what you've had to do with uh, Triangle Strategy. Diafiel Chronicles is your next is your next game. Um, but 
But if you've got other stuff going on, wait for Dealfield Chronicle to go on sale. Especially given given that it's on more platforms than just the Switch. (laughs) What are you playing it on, Laurent? I'm playing I'm playing the PC version. Oh, the PC version, okay. Yeah. I know. Uh, I haven't picked it up yet mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. One of the games that I'm I'm waiting for. Uh, I know. I just, I like I told Corey. I just got my Soul Hackers too. It just came in the mail. Um, I got Valkyrie Elysium for PlayStation Four, so I'm waiting to start that. Oh yeah. Um, I was about. Yeah. I was about to ask you how is it? Because yeah, I, I, I kind of fell in love. I kind of fell out of love with the Valkyrie, Valkyrie Profile series. You so know, did I a lot of other people apparently because they didn't sell enough units okay. to uh, stay in business. That studio, I've, that I've studio's uh, going to file for bankruptcy soon. I've never played the series, but this one looks very interesting. And plus, I needed something for my PlayStation 4 since pretty much Horizon 2 has been the only game uh, since I don't have the PS5. And God of War is the next one. I was just like, I needed some stuff for my PlayStation. So I would definitely just... Uh, Uh-oh. Ed's fumbling. So what happens when you Skype through your Xbox, Ed? I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I just haven't had that many games to get for my PlayStation 4 or anything, so I just that's why I just needed to get it. Um, so I'm excited to play and everything. And then, But I'm really playing this uh, Spirit Fever on um, Switch. I'm really enjoying that. Uh, and then, like I said, I'm going to start Dead Space. Uh, pick up, De- pick back up on Dead Space 1. I'm not doing that shooting uh, segment again. No, I'll just pick wait, up... Wait, 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 what shooting segment? Oh, the ADS cannon? Oh, I hated that. You, But you, you have to do it again. You have to do it twice uh, in the game. I don't know what any uh, of this goodness. means. Uh... <laughs> This okay, there's a, there's a there's a there's a section there, there's a section. Okay, so okay, so just for people who just needed a real quick cliff notes on what's going on with Dead Space. Uh, basically, there's this giant ship that's called the Ishimura. That's that's called a planet cracker ship. This the ship is designed to just like break through planets' crust and stuff to extract materials and stuff. They're like because like we're we're in an energy crisis on Earth and stuff like that. So, but the problem is is that when the ship like fragments a planet. All these asteroids and stuff like rise up from the planet and stuff. And now because like now because like the next closest thing or gravitational pull is the ship itself, the asteroids start bombarding the ship. And it's a thing called the ADS cannon, which the computers normally naturally control control automatically and stuff like that. But because of the disarray that the ship is in, by the time Isaac and his crew get there, sometimes you have to manually go and handle the asteroids yourself and stuff like that. The ADS cannon is frustrating. It's frustrating. Uh, it's like playing. It's like playing Doom on clunky controllers with a Nintendo 64 controller. Mm, oh. Doom 64. It's uh, a good one. Yes. Yes. Uh, I. I just. Oh uh, goodness. I literally, when I had played that originally in the run, I had to stop the game after I beat it and throw in uh, Vanquish. <laughs> I was oh yeah, because Vanquish, Vanquish makes you feel good about yourself, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> I, I love it. Vanquish. I, I love that game. I swear, I, I swear for ev- for every Vanquish and Bayonetta, like Platinum, just oh man, they. I for, love for every I love, I, for every Vanquish and Bayonetta, you get that <laughs> five garbage. Babylon's <laughs> uh, balls. Babylon's oh, good boogie uh, Scale bound. I love platinum games, but my God, they are the they they're problematic in ways that you should not think a company would be problematic. 
it's it's one of those things, and it's just maybe me. I mean, yeah, them them working with Square is good for like the near games, but I just still feel like man, them working with Nintendo, it's just something something works with that. Just kind of almost like Sony with Insomniac, it works with that. You know, not all the time. Like we got Star Fox Zero. Games, <laughs> I broke Ed's brain. I, 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 I'm sorry. Someone just so, someone just sent someone just sent me a Monster Hunter video where this guy is playing without his cat or his dog, and I'm like, wow. Like I don't do that. Yeah. Oh, the Panama and yeah, they left him at the camp. They left him at the camp and fight the monster by themselves. I'm like, man, like you're a traditionalist. All I know okay. is I think we need a sequel to Astral Chain. Yes, yes. We'll get one. Well, no, we won't. Platinum, Platinum's probably not going to be coming. No, they already, after, said, after... they already said they planned it out as a trilogy. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I, right after the first so game came out, and it did so, so well. To, they're sticking to Nintendo, because I think Nintendo's about to kick them to the curb. <laughs> I mean, no. I think it depends <laughs> on how well Bayonetta does, let's be I, I I have mixed feelings about how Bayonetta's going to perform. I don't perform. think it's going to do well at all. Exactly. Exactly. I think I think, think, I think the hard, I think the hardcore Bayonetta fans will buy it, and nobody else, which is like about three funny people, thing. <laughs> including funny, one funny, in this call. <laughs> funny thing, yeah. <laughs> funny thing, like the, like I like 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 Bayonetta two was a factor in me getting the Switch. Yeah, it's all. It's why a lot of people bought the Wii U initially too. All twelve of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, like, and the only reason why, and the only reason why I didn't have any problems spending sixty dollars for Bayonetta two because I bought I bought a Switch at year three of the Switch life cycle. The only reason why I didn't have problems spending sixty dollars for Bayonetta two is because there was two games in that. You know, even though I already I, I have two copies of the original Bayonetta for PS three. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Man. It was fun playing. It was fun playing Bayonetta again on the Switch. It, it, it was. Yeah, but Bayonetta uh, versus Bayonetta one. two is like, oh my gosh, there's such a huge difference in quality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Man, too is just—it's a comfort action style game. That's why I'm kind of mad at Capcom to be like, "Dang, bring DMC Devil May Cry to Switch! Like, give Ninja Theory that love that they deserved on that game." They're not and going bring to. That they don't. Want, Capcom I, doesn't even want you to know DMC exists. They want you to exactly not 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 with how Devil May Cry Five has been so so successful. Devil, uh, Devil May Cry, remember, Devil May Cry Five is a game that actually helped Capcom make a good year that year. And remember, everybody hated uh, DMC when it came out. So, mm-hmm. I, I I feel like it will actually. I think it will probably sell better on Switch. I think. Ed, you think I everything would sell better? On yeah, Switch. you think everything. Yeah, you do. You you but really you know, do. But, but, but somebody could put poop in a time. cup and sell it on Switch, and you would say it would sell better than everyone <laughs> but, else. But but don't think at but think at that time there was so much anger towards DMC and Bayonetta at that time. Now look at it now that Bayonetta. Why was there anger against Bayonetta though? Because, because it was, it was a on, Switch. It was, ex- it was a Nintendo. Wii U exclusive. It was a Wii U exclusive. The second one. I was mad at Bayonetta so much as I was mad at you know like the fact that they made the decision to do that. Well, they went to Sony and Microsoft. I think they was trying to get, you know, do a no, number two thing, and Sony and Microsoft. Was the thing it, is, is that was it? No, the thing is that Sega didn't want to publish the second one, and nobody wanted it because the first one was like mediocre. I mean, it was fine, but it didn't sell well. Like it sold like two hundred seventy thousand copies, I think, something three hundred thousand copies or something, something real low uh, initially. Mm. And Nintendo needed a mature title that would sell units, and Bayonetta 2 was that. They said, hey, they went to Sega and said, hey, we'll 
we'll fund this and we'll we'll help publish it if you give it to us exclusively and sega said sure we're not putting a dime on it and so right and so that's why everybody want the game to come to playstation xbox because it was exclusive to nintendo well it's not so much that the, the game the game the first game released on those systems it yeah. was nowhere it was nowhere near nintendo yeah when you oh, play no, that I'm on just the talking Wii. about two I was just talking about. I was just talking talking about two. How would that? How would that have played on the Wii with that with that remote? You you would automatically had to get a pro because uh, of Mad World. What a cried. Dude, Mad World wasn't very good. Now, I, know, I will say this. I know people I, like it because it's it's mm-hmm. hip to like that game because it's black and white and platinum. But that game was not very good. I'm sorry. All this reminds me of is uh, the video games that came out. Uh, it's called Lost Kingdom and then Lost Kingdom Two. Yeah. I remember. I played the second one. I never played the first one, but it was, I don't know. It honestly was a flop, personally. Oh, too. Yeah. But that's what it kind of reminds me of. Is that they thought that if they pu- uh, published out Lost Kingdom 2, like it would save them, and it, it mm. didn't. It, it, reason I, I bring up DMC Devil May Cry, I know we're going to move on, is because I think, there, well, I think there's a lot of gamers that's willing to give that game a chance. Well, now they are. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's be let's be for real here. Um, a lot of games that a lot of games that did not do well in like their launch, their initial run, like they like they are they're like unsung heroes. Like you know, like five, ten, fifteen years later, you know, after the fact, it's like it's I don't know. It's like it's like it's, it's like when. It's like when when you when you ha- when you see a husband and wife bickering and the husband pops off to the wife real fast and she slaps him and yeah. and, and, and they're like and he's like and he's being like I don't know what I was thinking there dear <laughs> I, I am so sorry for that that's how gamers are about certain games you know like that they're much maligned you know when they when they launch DMC Devil May Cry is one of them like I was a champion yeah. of that game I enjoyed that that, that was a, I brought the that was a I really the, uh, the Xbox One version with the turbo, like the definitive version, loved that game with the, yeah, with the turbo like, on. Yeah, like it was a refreshing experience to me, and I was one of those people that you know, Devil May Cry made me sick because uh, because Devil May Cry One was phenomenal. Devil May Cry Two was like, uh, this is almost a dumpster fire. Devil May Cry Three brought it back, and then Devil May Cry Four comes out and it's like, oh, so we're no longer. So now we've got a game where like we don't even play with the actual hero of the game anymore. You know what is this shit? You know, like yeah. like. I I, I I joke all the time. I was like, "Don't make cry." Oh, the game with not Dante in it, you know? Because <laughs> you <laughs> and, and also, if I'm being if I'm being honest, like I feel like Don't Make Cry Four was definitely lazy because like you played you played you played you played I... every you played every board of the game with Nero, and then you played him in reverse with Dante. And Nero was arguably the worse. the better character because he had more moves because of his uh, the devil arm or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. you played I feel out, like that uh, game was. Oh, go ahead, Corey. I'm nope, sorry. you go ahead. No, I said I was just gonna say that I feel like that game is worse than Devil May Cry Two. DMC Four. Yeah, I agree. Yes. I agree. Well, you know, you know one of you know one of the, one of the, one of the worst things they did, and I'm and I think it's because, I don't know what I don't know if it's because the game changed engines or whatnot. Because remember, Devil May Cry was built on a hybrid engine of what what ultimately became uh, Resident Evil Four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. Okay. So, D- uh, DMC, uh, the Ninja Theory one was built on Unreal. Uh-huh. 
So I remember. So so in Devil May Cry one, the original one, like there was this thing you could do where like if you basically like, jammed on the on the button that he used to shoot Ebony and Ivory, it was almost like watching like those old westerns where like people are just going super fast with with, with the guns. Yeah. So like that. Yeah. Devil May Cry two, you could not do that to save your life. Even if you had a rapid fire controller, he would just. And I was like, and yeah. that and that part pissed me off so badly because I was like. I was like, I feel like that part, like the game lost its stylish flair right there. That was one thing, right? Devil May Cry 3 comes out, and he almost had it back. You know, it wasn't as super fast as it was in Devil May Cry 1, but I paid attention to it, and I was like, you know what? I can deal with this. And, you know, the game's balls crushingly hard, by the way, but you need to still, you know, <laughs> we do what we must, you know, when we like and, games. <laughs> and and I think that's why, uh, well, because 2 and 3, I think we had different directors and everything. Yeah, they did. Uh, they, they did. Uh, so, I, yeah. Well, it's because well, it's because it's because the original is because the original creator of Devil May Cry like was he was he was didn't he, he leave to go to Tango? I mean, no, he made pla- no, he, no, he, he was one of the people made platinum. He made mm-hmm. Bayonetta. I thought they both. I thought they were both part of Capcom, and then yeah, like, yeah, like oh, because he left platinum to go. He left yeah. platinum to go do Tango. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. Practically all Backwards. those Clover Studio people. That's that's platinum. Yeah. Yay, Okami. Just oh, love another game. another underrated gem. And that's why I want Beautiful Joe back. So bad. Hmm. It takes a special uh, type of, it takes a, it takes a special cap of, uh, yeah, it, it Nomura. Uh Kamiya. Kamiya, I'm sorry. Nomura, I'm thinking Final Fantasy. Well, not Final Fantasy so much. Uh, Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts, which we're not going to talk about tonight. We're not. Kingdom uh, Hearts, guys. Kingdom Hearts is. Shut your face! No, <laughs> it's no. beautiful. We're not. We're going to walk away before anyone here. Donald say, Duck and Goofy. Donald Duck is King the best Mickey. part of the. Uh, uh, Donald Duck is the best part mm. of that game. Uh, why did they give that? No. Why, a two why, a, a why, two why does, why does uh, Donald first songs? Two songs are the are the best thing why about that game. Why did they not give Donald Duck a freaking Keyblade? I, I I have I have questions and I have concerns and I have issues. He's not a chosen really, one. Okay. Yeah, really he's like one three. of the worst characters in the game. What? I need to play Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm going At to least bed. I need to play going, it so I can I'm say going, that I'm. Wow. I'm going to bed now. Like everybody <laughs> wants to reach me, you can catch I'm, me I'm on social media. <laughs> I'm sending you love, Leron. Hmm. How about this? In Kingdom Hearts 4, Donald Duck will get its Keyblade, hmm. which will be, like, made in 20 more years. <laughs> you, you, you're right about that. Hold on. <laughs> will it release before Final Fantasy 7 Part 3? Oh, no. oh, oh the Final no. Fantasy 7 remakes are going to be done. I'm yeah. actually quite excited. I want to play them all in, like, a row. I'm waiting. but yeah, There's not even I professional about... in Kingdom Hearts 4. I also, thought about doing that. I thought about doing that, but I was like, you know what? Because because it, it worked out for me perfectly with the Mass Effect trilogy. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? I don't the with the Mass Effect trilogy. I was I was not in a hurry to play those games. So like so like waiting for the tri- uh, natural trilogy drop was the best thing that could happen for me. Final Fantasy VII remake. When I saw how good the remake, because my roommate was playing, when I saw how good the remake was, I was like, oh shit! I, it's like it's like those TikToks. Like I fucked up. Right? Yeah. You're already hooked. <laughs> 
I was waiting like, for a sale. Is it bad that you saw I got it on sale? Like, yeah, we both got <laughs> you it. Were on, yeah. You were on the you were on the phone with me. You were on the phone with me. I was like, I was like, Charles got buy two get one free sale, and ah. Final Fantasy <laughs> Final Fantasy Seven Remake is on it. I'm getting it. <laughs> yeah, because I think we both got seven. I got uh, I know I got Cyberpunk. Cause you already had it, but you had got something else, and I, I got, got yeah. I got I got seven remake. I got the uh, I got I got DBZ Kakarot, which is getting its PS5 upgrade for free. Mm-hmm. You know, like real nice. soon. A free and, upgrade um, on PlayStation? Right? What? <laughs> I know it's not first party. That's why. <laughs> oh. uh, and um and then I got um and, and then I got the Bioshock collection for the Switch, which Ooh. that actually turned out to be a very good purchase. I believe it. I just got the collection for Xbox for like six dollars. You know, you know what's stupid about the whole Bioshock collection though. <laughs> I bought it on the Switch because I could not find another game. You, you didn't take advantage of the buy two get one free. I bought it on the Switch. I already have all the all the Bioshock games. I bought them all for a dollar on PC. I already had them in my. I already had them in my in my library. But I was like. But I was like, I couldn't get the buy two get one free, and every other game Target had at the time was trash. They, it was either it was either trash that was on the buy two get one free, or it was not part of the buy two get one free. Because I, because yeah. I, because I told Ed, I told Ed, I, I would have gotten Ghost of Tsushima if it was on the buy two get one free sale, but it was not on the sale. <laughs> but yeah, it's sitting there staring at me for sixty dollars. I was like, come on, like I can pay sixty dollars for this and get my and get a free game. That's why if I see a sale on Best Buy. Add to the cart, add to the cart, add to the cart. Black Fridays, shoot, I'm having about nine to ten games already in my cart for 124 some dollars. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel about Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I buy I'm everything on Amazon. <laughs> see what I see. I don't buy new releases on Amazon. I buy I buy games that are already out on Amazon yeah. because like there's so much heartbreak, you know, like with a pre-order. <laughs> I don't understand that. I've never had an issue with a pre-order on Amazon. I have never. I have. Had- I've never done a pre-order through Amazon, but I just hear the horror stories. I'm like, I don't need, I don't need this drama in my life. Hey, I, just, I, I, I also have three uh, distribution warehouses within like 45 minutes of my house. So, oh, so my after, my after my after chain came late after I pre-ordered it. They uh, I pre-ordered the Fire Emblem, uh, three hopes three house collection. They lost it. They never gave. They never delivered it to my house, and I pre-ordered that. Like a lot of stuff for Amazon, I pre-ordered and I completely stopped after the, my uh, my Astro Chain came ten days after the game came out. Find it the way. Just go to GameStop. Just do it there. Oh, I, I switched to Best Buy because Best Buy was just like you can pre-order now. We have your game ready for when you come in to pick it up. So mm-hmm. I switched everything to them, and I get uh, since I get uh. My dot five dollar coupons and stuff. I can use that on my pre-orders to drop the price. Okay, tell, that's smart. Well, I tell people all the time they should be pre-ordering from Best Buy. Best Buy, Best Buy, Best Buy does a better job than GameStop. Yeah, but do they have like the fun stuff that GameStop gives you though, like the key? See, game. see, that's the thing yeah. about it. I, I don't understand why. Yeah. So, so, I hate GameStop so get, much. <laughs> this is the thing. Do pre-order it. Oh, dang nabbit! Mm. Dang nabbit! Ed's broken that was, again, that guys. Waskly, that wasky wabbit. <laughs> uh, with, with, with GameStop, when uh, 
if you because what would happen is if you don't get your pre-order at a certain time they'll sell it to somebody else or yes. they'll fill another pre-order because if i didn't get a time to get my xenoblade chronicles uh two collection they would have sold it to somebody else even yeah, though i paid yeah your pre-order pre is guaranteed for 48 hours even if it's paid off that's kind of that's kind of bullshit you know but i understand like they need the 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 if the unit if the unit's still sitting, even though it's already paid for, if the unit's still sitting in their on their on in, in their shelf, like you know, like it, it hurts their sell through. They yeah. were ready to they were ready to sell mines the day it came out. Yeah, that just tells me that one of the employees wanted it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that's it. It is. I, oh, I I used to work at GameStop, so like uh. Yeah, I used to run yeah. a GameStop. I know too. <laughs> we already know. We're sorry. I, yeah, sucks. I, sucks. Sucks to be you. You spent you spent one hundred ninety nine ninety nine on this game, but you didn't pick it up and you know by Monday. Right. <laughs> and then you got to pray that it's online, but you could still have your code on the receipt. But we're just gonna wait for them to send us another one just for you. Hey, sorry. hey, I, hey! I have I have a serious <laughs> question. I have a serious question for you guys. Uh, do you do you feel like I feel where like if you're buying digital games? Well, if you're buying digital game, uh, wait, is it digital? No, if you're buying physical games, I feel like in this day and age, if you buy a physical copy, they should give you a digital code for free. I mean, I kind of, yeah, I kind of feel that way too. I, th I think it's probably about time for that, but also like, how many people are going to trade in the game? You know, I, I don't know. I feel like. Well, you, you know, you know, you bring okay, you 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 bring up a very good point right there. I mean, maybe they make like a dig, like a digital plus edition that costs like an extra ten or fifteen or twenty dollars or something where you get both. Well, to them, they feel like that's losing sales. You know, of why we could why not make a hundred twenty dollars instead of making sixty dollars? Okay. Well, here's well, well, here's the, well, here's the thing about it. here's how you do that. Then you 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 lock you lock both the physical and the digital version behind the same code. So when you buy so when you buy the physical version, um, and when you go to redeem when you go to redeem your game, you know, like you have to use your code for the physical, which lets which locks it in, which. You know, they're uh, basically. You know, I know it's like DRM, like an overdrive, and whatnot. But if they're really worried about like losing their sales and stuff like that, like the same the same code you get for digital is the same. Uh, you know, if you buy a, a, an attached bundle, like the same code you get for digital, you have to use it for physical. Well, this is the well, this is the problem. Then is because then trade ins is going to be a problem because trade ins. Tra well, here's the thing about it. trade ins won't be a problem though because if it's locked to your account, guess what? Yeah. It's, you trade your game in. You have well, that's what Xbox originally tried to do, right? And right. Yeah, everybody, and that's what everybody yeah. was pissed off of, about. You so know, that's it, what I'm saying. People, you know, people, you know, people it, goes think, back, it, it goes back right. to that people conversation would, I had where, would, where gamers like, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm sorry. Yeah. People <laughs> would think that, hey, if I'm spending sixty dollars and I'm getting two copies, I could keep the physical, trade in this, uh, trade in this um, digital version, and use you that credit. To why would you else. trade in a digital version? You can't you trade, trade digital. The, you trade, you, trade you the keep physical. the physical. You keep the digital and you trade the physical. Trade the physical. But like, and, I, but and, like, well, yeah, but you know, like, it would, it would. I think I think you know. I guess I'm going to be the bad guy for the podcast tonight. I think companies need to revisit that whole thing because, like, I'm one of those people. Like, GameStop should have been dead by now. I know, God, dead. Yes. Gosh, GameStop should have been dead by now. Like, and they and, got and, help and, during COVID during that whole um, moment where they were. Well, well was that was didn't Microsoft, didn't Microsoft invest something in them? Like, yeah, Microsoft, they, got some Microsoft invested some sort of like, uh, you know, how they were going to do that big. Um, 
community like revamp the stores to be more community driven and have yeah. like a cafe or whatever in them. I haven't seen. All that I haven't stuff. seen that shit yet. Just yeah. because they scrapped the plans nothing. because it cost too much money, and then COVID happened, and they weren't bringing any money in. No, this was this was in the middle of COVID. No, you this know? was this was right before COVID started. I thought this was. I thought. I thought. I thought. Okay, so I thought they closed the, all those ex, those Microsoft headquarters locations. You know, like those retail locations, and yeah. then this, and then this was kind of like the birth child of it. You know, like the well, not the, the brainchild of the whole thing. Like they were like, like oh well, like GameStop just had GameStop is back on the bubble now, so let's let's put this idea into them and help them out and stuff like that. You know, that's what I thought it was. You know, because like the whole because like the whole stocks thing. You know, that was that was during COVID. That was during the first year of COVID. Oh yeah, it, I saw. I just see an article. Article on it was uh, March of 2020 about the whole. Um, they're trying to add it to a cafe. They've only done it to one, and it was the Oklahoma one. But then it looks like it ended up closing. Oklahoma, wow. of all, of all Oklahoma. places, um, like they could put in a they could have put in a metro area. Isn't that yeah, Austin's no. neck of the woods, Oklahoma? Yeah, it's Austin's yeah, Austin, fault. Yeah. Austin shut down yeah. that GameStop. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no. What I'm saying is, like, I think the companies need to like revisit this idea and stuff like that because I mean, okay, number one, it fixes the whole thing because everybody complains that digital games are too expensive. They do, they do. They yeah. feel like the cost of digital games should be debt. The cost of digital games should be cheaper as to incentivize people buying more digital copies. I mean, yeah, like it, like you look at physical and physical and digital sales, like they seem to be kind of on parity, you know. But you know, but people always complain that is like, why is it, you know, like it's almost like Switch games in reverse. Like, like we have we have all these digital games on the on on storefronts that are still full price when in the stores, like they're like they're like pennies to pennies on the dollar, you know, and stuff so like that. I, I think. I think one of the things is, and it's just maybe me, it's like the licensing and everything to to licensing. these games. Like, what do you mean? Right, because the thing about it is, is that some people feel like if you're paying for the digital version, you're paying, you're really paying for the license. You're you're, 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 paying, paying, for the, you're paying that you're paying that in the physical version too, think, though. Right, but people don't think of license when it comes to the physical. They think that they literally own the game because they could pop it in and play. Now this well, is different from. Nintendo and PlayStation and Microsoft and everything. And the reason why I say it's different is because of um, if you sometimes if you pop a game in for Switch, uh, if you're using your you know whatever characters, your main character or whatever, you can play the game without no problem. Where um, where they won't take it offline or or whatever. Um, people think that stuff with digital would be like PT, where even though you downloaded the demo. And everything you can't play that game anymore. And if you cut your system on online, Konami is going to automatically erase your game, even though you paid nothing for it. There, are people thinking that it's connected to a license and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll take it off and everything. You know, yeah. we, t- we talked about Overwatch. You know, they removed that whole game, and people paid money to get Overwatch. Luckily, it's it free to I play. Think, I don't think anyone can can get Overwatch One anymore. I don't think PC no, side. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. But I mean, but, but I mean, why? But I mean, why would you though? Because I think of people. Well, who have some. Oh, go ahead. Oh, Corey. sorry. Their original plan was to have the multiplayer be crossplay against Overwatch One and Overwatch Two. Uh-huh. Like that multiplayer client would be the same, and then. Uh, Overwatch 2 would ha- like you would have to own Overwatch 2 
uh, to play like that weird campaign and all mm-hmm. like the single player event stuff that they're adding and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And they were gonna like quietly sunset Overwatch One eventually, but then yeah, they're like that seems like a bad idea, like everybody else, and uh, you know, <laughs> Overwatch Two is now a thing, and Overwatch One is gone. But it was smart making it free to play because they originally weren't gonna make it free to play. Uh, right. so, yeah, I'm happy they did that. Yeah, because I had literally just bought Overwatch. I think Christmas, yeah, the first one. Yeah, and uh, the thing too is, is like, if you own Overwatch One, you get stuff in Overwatch Two now. So, including all the heroes unlocked automatically, which is <laughs> yes. I I bought Overwatch One. I started on my Xbox and never played the game. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the characters, uh, so yay. Yay. Thing. But I think that that's the thing. It's just a, for a lot of people, they argue the first thing it would be licenses and stuff. Now, I will say, LeBron, because PlayStation used to do this, there was some games that if you bought it physically, you got the back, you got a digital copy of that game, which yeah, was, that was cool. Was that during PS3 era? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I remember Motor, yeah. Motorstorm was one of them, I think. Yeah. 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 And I. I love that when Nintendo did it with Mario Kart, uh, Mar- you bought Mario Kart 8. But you got another uh, another game of like four games that you could choose from free. So you got like Pikmin, uh, I think Super Mario Brothers U. That was like more like, that was more like a digital promo, like not, But wh- well, well, yeah. But I I, I think I kind of like that that kind of two two in one game. That at least that I brought this physical. At least I could get another game Here. for free. In the the reason so the reason why I'm so the reason why I suggested it like that though is because like. If we look at if we look at certain things like you know when it comes to technology and stuff, mm-hmm. um, like for example, like 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 one of the best things Microsoft did when they when, when they introduced the Xbox 360 is uh is basically they made it to a point where like people had to get broadband internet and you know at the time you know I was like why are you forcing me to get internet and stuff like that but guess what they helped usher in probably a better version of the information age that we did not know we needed. Apple also does this, you know. Apple Apple gives us shit that we didn't realize we needed, you know, until like it's down the road and it's like, oh yeah, I can't imagine doing it any other way now, you know. So like mm-hmm. that, there's companies that do that and innovate that and, and things like that, you know. So when we look at the whole digital versus physical debacle that we have going on right now, like you know. Back when I was back when I was gainfully employed at GameStop and stuff like that, we used to have meetings where we wondered if we were going to have a job because, like, we heard about Microsoft and, and Sony, like, like trying to trying to kill the buy the 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 buy sell trade like culture of, of mm-hmm. gaming and stuff like that. So yeah. yeah, so what what changed is the fact that you know like a new board of directors came to came to GameStop and you know now everybody's in each other's pockets or whatnot because I feel like. The companies always turn around and say we're trying to protect our properties. This is why. This is why. This is why. Like you know, like the PlayStation Network uh, apocalypse happened. You know, when when the code was broken and people were able to jailbreak PS3s for the first time and stuff like that. You know, we're trying to protect our properties and stuff like that. Oh, you you're so you protect your properties at the detriment of like the actual consumers. Mm-hmm. When the like, consumers would be the best thing to help you if you're trying to protect your property. You know, and like and kill like the used the used sales market. You know hurting your profits and stuff like that you know digital games outside development digital games don't cost them cost companies crap you know what i mean yeah that's more profit for them yeah so so you know there are still people out there that still want to there's people out there who still want to have physical copies we can appease them like 
You buy your digital copy, you get a physical copy for free. It's attached to your actual it's attached to your actual product code for your for your digital and guess what? You, if you have to trade this in, the next person that buys this pre-owned copy is going to be a locked copy that they're going to have to pay the licensing to get it unlocked. And you know, and, and you know the This sounds fair, a lot like that online uh what was the online pass that games came with? Remember uh, during the 360 yeah. and PS3 age the, yeah. the now, play and, online. And, and, and the way to be fair about yeah EA was doing it I remember that the way to be fair about that is you make you make it a fair price you know like for so like if the game oh, so like 10 bucks, if, I think at the time yeah exactly yeah. like you know what people people literally fuck up ten dollars on DLC they don't need for a game they do not need for a game you know uh what was what was uh <laughs> was it what was um Elder Scrolls when it first came out, the microtransaction with the mm -hmm. horse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, people people spend money on DLC for for cosmetics and stuff like that. I don't understand. I don't understand that culture. You know, stuff like that. Because like, there's a whole bunch of cosmetic stuff for Monster Hunter that's out, and I'm like, ooh, it's so pretty, but I'm not buying it because it does nothing for my game. You know, stuff like that. You know, uh, you know, and so yeah, I, I feel like I feel like. If people are willing to spend money for like you know like you know like pedantic freaking freaking DLC, like they would not have any problem spending ten dollars for ten dollars to unlock a license for a game that they didn't have to pay full price for. Well, I, I think, which yes, I agree. I, I, I definitely I, I would say with Microsoft because when they had their online service go down. And people couldn't play games that they bought, not Game Pass stuff, little yeah. digital stuff that they could not that they paid for. They could not play on their Xbox. Well, people were upset yeah, that's they, that's the flaws. That's the flaws of DRM and Denuvo. Like Denuvo, Denuvo's hurt a lot of people. Like you know, it's coming to Switch apparently. <laughs> it's coming to Switch too. I was like, oof. But Nintendo said they didn't want it. One of them did. Well, third oh, par third parties want it, and oh, you can yeah. implement it on a game by game basis. So oh, okay. So I, I know, like with phys with Nintendo, when it comes to physical, people are just like, if I don't get this physical game, I know in a year or two, once that print stop, it's going to be a hundred plus some dollars. So I'm going to spend the money on getting this physical. It's because it, man, Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo is just the master of that because, like, you short print any game on a cartridge that costs money. Like, okay, so the cartridge costs more than a disc, right? Mm -hmm. And then companies aren't gonna want to sh are gonna short print it because they don't want to spend all that money and they know the hardcore fans will buy it right up front. And then when people don't buy it, I mean, look at look at Wii and Wii U games right now, <laughs> like you know, and, and GameCube, GameCube, right? Like I I've been trying to hunt down my missing GameCube games for a while now, and like all of them are super expensive and. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've told that story a hundred times on here now, by now anyway, but like, I, I'm now just never going to get those games back because they're just too expensive and I have to live with that, which is fine. Right. But like, it still sucks. Uh, yeah. But that's because like Nintendo always uses some sort of specialized thing that's short printed and third parties don't want to spend the money and niche games always get short printed. And, you know, I mean, you're always going to be able to find Mario and Zelda, but like, look at that, look at that Metroid Prime trilogy on Wii, like how popular the Wii was and like that mm -hmm. was short printed, right? And now it 
costs a ton of money. And if you want the steel book, it costs even more. I think that's why it's important to when it comes to physical, if if people ignore it, there's going to get a point in time where you might like, you know what, I think they probably still got this game at the store and you don't find it. People start to panic like crazy. Yeah. which is why. Have... You know, oh. you know, I. I, you know, I, I understand. I feel for people that, that you know, there, there's people out there that are collectors and, and want physical and stuff like that. I, I, kind of, I kind of like straddle the line with physical versus digital. You know, like Corey kind of helped me get into a more digital frame of mind as far as gaming and stuff now. Um, so like now I pick and choose when I'm gonna get something physical. Yeah, I try to like, if I really like the franchise, I will get the physical edition, right? Like all the Zelda games, I'll have physically, right? Or, uh you know, uh, Xenoblade or Destiny, even though, even like those discs don't have anything like that game, just it means something to me. So I like having it on the shelf, you know, like, but it's not like, it's not like I'm playing those cartridges, you know, I just, especially Nintendo games, because you never know if their online system is going to carry over or you're going to be able to carry your games forward. I can't tell you how many <laughs> Switch games I have digitally. And I'm like, terrified that they're not like whatever their next console is is just not going to be able to play them because oh 3ds and wii u games are going away bye <laughs> and i think that's i think that's why i treat like even xbox and sony and playstation i treat them like like nintendo i go out and get their physical versions of the games because i know for me personally i like to have i like to look at my physical library of games and I need to know, and I like to be like, in case if anything happens, if I could pop the disc in and play, I'm good to go. Yeah, but that's the thing, you know? too, with, like, <laughs> that was the big deal about Halo, the Halo Infinite Physical Edition. Right? Yeah. Because half of the, the multiplayer is not on the disc at all, first of all. And second of all, right, half of the game is not on the on the disc. Literally half, half the, the game. game. Even though, yeah. And so it's like, well, do you even bother buying the physical disc at that point? I don't know. Or, like, what about all these Xbox One games you buy, right, and they all have Series X patches, right? Like, Gears 5 mm-hmm. has a Series X patch where you can play the game at 120 frames a second instead of 30. You know, like, oh, well, this disc is useless. I, I might as well just put my drink on it because it's as good as a coaster. Yep, uh, all the I, Destiny games because you have to go and buy the extension pass to just, actually play the stories. Yeah, I mean, the, yep. the, yeah, the the yeah. game, the the data that's on the Destiny Two disc doesn't even exist in the game anymore, <laughs> which is right. wild. But Leron, you know, how like Ghost of Tsushima, The Last of Us, like when it's a Sony game, really like Sony and Microsoft, any kind of new release game, I'm. That's why I order it at Best Buy because I'm like I want to go and get it and mm-hmm. everything. I I start stop dealing with Target because they want to wait for ten years to find a game in the back where they should have had it out when they open. <laughs> but I'm just but the same way that I treat my Switch games, I treat PlayStation, Xbox. I'm pre ordering oh, that day so I could go and get it. Oh yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I, oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not accusing you of doing anything different on that. You know, it's just, it's nah. just. I just I just feel like you know like. 
like once again like gamers trap themselves in like in like weird and awful scenarios when they when it doesn't have to be that way and stuff like that you know and i feel like this whole physical versus digital thing can be easily fixed you know someone just has to take the initiative and stuff like that and just figure out a way that's something that's consumer friendly you know because a lot of these companies are not consumer friendly we know this to we know this to be self evident <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, and it's just one of these things, you know, like, um, like, you know, like all three companies are doing stuff that, you know, like definitely is like, Hey, we're consumer friendly, but at the same time, they also do something that's anti-consumer is like, what the hell are y'all doing? You know, like Nintendo does it, Microsoft, uh, Microsoft does it, Sony definitely does it, you know, mm-hmm. so like that, you know, um, and it's just one of these things where, you know, like it's a vicious cycle. Like they make, a, they make a decision good or bad. They get ate up, you know, by consumers. Mm-hmm. I just you know? love eggs. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. Don't lie, Ed. You hate games. <gasps> I love games. You hate games. I saw. I I I read your blog. I love games. It's called EdHatesGames.com. I had to. I had to. Look, I had to make it up to Corey because I missed Monday's recording, so I had to find a game that I I could send to. It's fine. I'm recording too much anyway, which is why half of this stuff's going away. Um. So. Yeah, I mean, I preferred I going back to what Laron said probably like 20 minutes ago at this point. Like I wish I wish boxes came with just like even if they sold like boxes with digital codes in them, you know, like it's mm-hmm. cuz like like Ed, I like to see the physical library on my shelf and like, "Oh, that's cool. Look at look at all my games. Look how how awful of a human I am for spending all this money." And then like I don't want to have to take the disc or the cartridge out of the box and put it in first world problems. Right. Like I, I, I like the convenience of digital where I can just like flop through games where I don't have to take the disc out, put it away, get another one out, put it in, blah, 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 wait for an update. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, what's going on? Now that's what I don't like. It's when it's an empty box and it's just a digital code. I'm at like, the, this is a sin. At this point. <laughs> and they sell it at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Dude, saw the hard yo, copy of Fortnite. Yeah, they yo, put a new one out every like three months, a new Fortnite yes. box because you it know, has skins in it. If PC if PC gamers if PC gamers got over this, Ed, you can get over it too, because it's been happening in PC for over a decade. I would say since like, ha- what, Half Life Two came out? I remember I remember I bought Battlefield twenty forty twenty wait, which I gotta make sure I gotta make sure it's about not, not the newest one that came I out. I think it's 2142. Does anybody remember their first digital game purchase? Ooh. Well, I remember. Uh, Actually, hold on. Hold on. The uh hold on. Will we wear count or hmm? Or what we got, like our first digital copy of a video game. Uh, ever. first digital copy. I mean, I wouldn't really count like virtual console or we wear or anything like that. Uh, yeah. I would say uh, Mario Kart on the Nintendo 64 is like first digital game that I've had. It or no, not digital, something... but actual um, hard copy, not digital. Yeah, it would have to. I know for me, it would have to be something on PlayStation 3, and yeah. I cannot. Yeah, I think PS3 it. was the first. I think PS3 was probably the first place where I ever bought something. Oh, as a matter of fact, I know for sure. Like it had to be one of the fighting games. It was probably Tekken 5 Dark Resurrection. Because that was because that was digital only. Like you couldn't buy you couldn't buy a physical yeah. disc. So, for me, for me it was. Uh, remember Gears Judgment when you went, yeah. when you went to buy it, they gave you the first three games digitally if you bought the physical collector's edition or whatever. That was like a hundred bucks. 
and they gave you the first three games digitally for free. And so I downloaded them on my Xbox 360, and then I was like, man, this is convenient. And then I went and bought the first Assassin's Creed game uh, digitally. Yeah, I, I, man, I have to go on my PS because everything first party wise, well, most of the first party stuff that Sony released are brought. Um, I think it's, it's, it would have to be like an indie game, I think, because like any even with the big, uh, yeah, AAA uh, stuff, I bought like I bought physically. I think it has it has to be an indie game on there. Yeah, I guess I kind of forgot about indie games. Okay. You, I, I would say I think I could remember Cave, uh, Cave Story, being the first one. Uh, being the first game that I brought, which will probably be on Wii, uh, for WiiWare, uh, because I remember playing that as uh, on the PC when I was going to college. Uh, but the full game and everything, I think I brought on WiiWare as a digital game. Hmm. Interesting. Digital, I would have to say that Wario game on Switch. Well, now it's on Switch. It was on what Wii U. Hmm. Maybe, maybe, shoot. Maybe I'm not thinking back. Far, maybe I'm not thinking back far enough because oh, I, I, I guess I probably had a I probably had a, a digital game first on a Nintendo DS before I ever had one on my PS3. I I will say I can't remember buying uh, Master Hunter Tri Ultimate on Wii U. That was my first triple A uh, digital uh, digital game. Because mm-hmm. I remember, I remember looking everywhere trying to find that game physically, and they it, never did one. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because, like, because, like, I like because Corey, Corey broke my Monster Hunter tradition. Like with Monster Hunter Rise, first Monster. Hmm, Actually, don't blame no, no, me. No, never mind. Nope, never nope. mind. Never mind. No, I'm lying. I'm lying because I bought Monster Hunter World, uh, digital, for PS4. It. Mm. Plus, like, the way games are just updated and stuff these days. And, like, I mean, look at the cyberpunk fiasco, too, right? Like, it's just, like, why why is there even any reason to buy discs anymore? And and I'm not – and I understand people like their physical copies, right? It's just, like, you're never going to get that full experience. Like, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is a great example. Like, so that game went gold, I think, what? 10 weeks out before release guess mm-hmm. what they did the last 10 weeks of that game and is in the day one patch that does not exist on the disc mm. the ending if you play that game unpatched and you make it to the end if you make it through all the bugs <laughs> and you make it to the end it has yeah. it has an entirely different ending mm. I thought it was already complete because I remember finishing that game when I no, got, the they unpatched, patched the end. Dude, they patched, yeah, they patched the ending in with the day one patch. It, wow, it's, a, it's an entirely. I did not know that. Go on YouTube. You can watch. You can watch the uh, unpatched ending, and it's a totally different ending. It's crazy. It's wild. Because I remember when I got that game, I I played it straight so I could beat it. I remember beating it and getting an ending. So the ending that I got is different than what was originally attended Mm -hmm. did not know that at all yeah so uh video games everybody um you know buy 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 them and enjoy them i don't care how you do it just Just do it do it (laughs) uh all right 
Well, since it's since it's late and spoilers, we have another show to record. Uh, we're gonna get out of here. Cordy, thank you so much for your time tonight. We appreciate Thanks, you. Thanks, Ben. We appreciate you. <laughs> uh, you're welcome back anytime. Definitely. Uh, so why don't you remind everybody where they can find you on the internet? Oh gosh, um, you can find me on Twitter and you can find me on Twitch, uh, Cordy underscore Yikes. Nice. This, those are the two fun places you can find me. I'm learning every day on Twitter. <laughs> oh boy, Twitter's dangerous. Uh, Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at that Retrico and on Instagram. You can find me also on Discord. Uh, check me out on Nintendo Power Block and Nintendo Expansion Pass, Talk the Walk, and other podcasts here on Boss Rush Network. And you can check our writings on bossrush.net. Um, I am, like I said, uh, I am writing uh, the five obscure uh, spooky games. So you guys will be able to check that out soon. And um, read my review for Saints Row if you guys are still interested or kind of wondering if you should get it or not. Uh, you will probably be amazed. People have been picking it up uh, lately, um, and they've been enjoying the game. So give that one, uh, give my review a read. Uh, yeah, I've heard mixed reviews. I don't, I don't know what to do. Uh, Laron, <laughs> where can we find you? Uh, as always, you can find me on social media at XS803. And also remember that is also my uh, Twitch and YouTube channels, as well as my PlayStation Network and Steam ID codes. And don't, do not forget, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on my YouTube channel is the Crossroads Video Game Podcast with uh, with myself, uh, uh, Stoy, and Andre, where we talk about all things PlayStation, PC, and Xbox, and a little other stuff. Every now and then, Nintendo gets thrown in there. So yeah, you know, it's not—it's not a completely rigid show like it used to be back back on day one. Oh, we did talk about Nintendo <laughs> last night. Oh yes, we did. Yes, we did. Sorry, I was there. Uh, <laughs> although it wasn't as positive as you might think it was. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. Anyways, you can find me at I am Corey HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me on Nintendo Power Block on the show on Standard F and a variety of other things here on the Boss Rush Network. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter at Boss Rush Podcast at Boss Rush Network. Check out BossRush.net. I want to thank everybody for watching and/or listening. And until next time, goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye.